1: Prayer is all about discovering God's will for your life. Psalm 139 says this, You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. So God has a perfect plan for our lives, and prayer allows us to discover what that plan is. By the way, God's will is
0: always better than your plan, your will. The first step to getting more wisdom is to admit you need it. It's much more than the accumulation of human knowledge. Wisdom is the application of the facts that you retain. Today, Pastor Mark reminds us we were designed to be fully dependent on God. That means we need His wisdom in every area of our lives, not just the trials. In order to do life right, we have to understand that wisdom is living life according to God's point of view with His values, and in His time. God is the source of all wisdom, so ask for it and be certain He'll give it to you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, with part 1 of his message entitled, Good News! God's Wisdom is Available.
1: Your for Turn your Bibles, James, chapter 1. There's a statement you're going to hear me say this morning. You've said this over and over and over again, so many times. Here it is. I don't know what to do. Now let's be honest. How many of you this week, you, you made that statement during the last week? Come on, let me see your hands. Yeah. So what that simply means is I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I I don't know what to do in this area. I I simply don't know what to do. That simply means the wisdom we need is a normal thing for life. Now, I want you to copy this down because here's two areas that James is going to talk about today. Wisdom that we need. First of all, we need wisdom in our trials. I'll get to that in a moment. That's what James talked about all last week. But I don't just need wisdom in my trials. I need wisdom absolutely every single day of my life just to do life right. Many of you are in a trial as I speak right now. We learned last week the definition of a trial a person, a thing, a situation. A group of circumstances that test our endurance. And James taught us last week something unique. Trials are really good for us because they help us progress to be more like Jesus. God somehow takes all these circumstances of life and he, he makes this stew. You guys are in that stew this morning, some of you. And there's ingredients that they, they don't look right. But God's mixing it together, and we learn that eventually everything does come out good. We become more like Christ. But in that trial, we need wisdom. What do I do next? Here's a question we all ask in a trial. When's this thing going to be over? Because we don't know the beginning from the end. Now, the rest of us at the moment are not in a trial. We're just doing life. Don't, don't be too happy because there's one coming. We all know what that's all about. So everyone listening and watching me today needs wisdom. Wisdom to know how to do life right. Well, here's the question. Where do we get this wisdom? Where do we get this wisdom? Here's the first thing you want to write that will make a huge difference in your life. God is the source of all wisdom. God is the source of all wisdom. Look what Proverbs 2.6 says. For the Lord grants wisdom, watch this, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Now, remember who James is. James is the half-brother of Jesus. When Jesus was raised with his four brothers and sisters three sisters, they didn't believe in him their whole lives until after the resurrection. After all those years, James came from a skeptic to a full-on believer. Jesus goes back to heaven. James gets filled with the Spirit of God in the upper room and eventually becomes the pastor at the church in Jerusalem. Now, it's, it's just Jewish believers, hardly any Gentiles, And he becomes this amazing pastor. And he's now writing, the book that we're studying, he's writing to Jewish believers who were scattered around the world. And most of them around the world were in persecution for lots of reasons. One, they're Jewish. The world hates Jews. You know that. That's because of Jesus. Second, when they would go, they have to interact with other Jewish people who don't know Jesus... And they think, you guys are idiots. And so there's problems with work, there's problems with persecution, there's all kinds of problems with all of their beliefs. So James is writing a letter of encouragement to them. And that's why he said last week, count it all joy when you're going through these trials, because eventually those trials are, are absolutely good for you. So I'm sure these people were wondering, well, how do we do this? How do we go through it? And here we find the answer. James chapter 1, look with me, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. First thing to write this morning is this. Since we all need wisdom, number one, we need to be wise And admit we need God's wisdom. Here's a definition of wisdom. There's many. It's simple. Wisdom is living according to God's point of view. Remember, he's all-knowing. He sees our beginning from our end. It's with God's values, the biblical values that we see in the Word of God. And last, the part that we delight the least, wisdom comes with God's timing. We usually don't care for that timing. Now, wisdom is much more than the accumulation of human knowledge. You see, the Internet is filled with man's knowledge. Many people consult Dr. Google for wisdom. Don't laugh. How many of you contacted Dr. Google last week? Come on, you were uh, you're searching the web. Come on, you raise your hand. I know the rest of you are lying through your teeth because you're always doing it. In fact, some of you are doing it right now. Get off it, text it. Just say, Balmer's sermon is good, hashtag. Go ahead, you're going to do that. Get off of Google. You got it? So we're always doing it. But all you can find from Dr. Google is knowledge. You can't find wisdom. Wisdom is the application of the facts that you come up with. Now... Here's the danger for Christians. Much of the time, we don't think we need God's wisdom unless there is a trial, unless there's this difficult decision to make in our life. But the real truth is, man was designed to be dependent on God. That means I need his wisdom in every area of our lives all the time. Now, let's go back to the beginning. I want you to understand God's main way that our children learn God's wisdom. It was supposed to be from one man and one woman married. They come together. Mom and dad know God. And through time, mom and dad, through their role modeling, through their teaching, through just lifestyle, the children get to see how to do life. They, they get to understand how to deal with people, who God is, money, uh, what happens when you get hurt, what happens when you disobey. They see all of these things. How do you think we're doing in the United States with that? Well, let me just show you something in a moment. Uh, Mark Wolf and I went down to Jamaica, and we went fact-finding, trying to find places where we, we want to use our time. So we prayed for God's wisdom. Now, I happen to know that and I met a, a cousin from a stepmom at, that I haven't really seen for like 25 years. But he goes five months out of the year, and he's a pastor, and he goes to Jamaica. And he has 14 satellites all over Jamaica with Christian TV 24-7. So I went down, and he was kind of our host. And he rented the hotel room where we were going to be. So Mark and I went in. You know, when you go in a hotel room, they usually have something on the TV showing you what all kinds of things are happening or whatever. I go in the hotel room. Guess who's on the TV? (laughs) That was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. What he did was that day in Jamaica, I was on Christian TV 24-7. Now that makes me sick, so I don't know what it does to you. That's ridiculous. But anyway, we had a great time because he had wisdom. And he took us to lots of different places. And the moral climate in Jamaica is horrible. In the areas where we were, which is much of Jamaica, 80% of the children have no clue who their father is. 80%. Marriage is almost non-existent. Now, let me ask you a question right here. Where will they get the wisdom about God to do life right? They have no chance. Why? Because mom doesn't know. Single mom, seven, eight kids. Sexuality is just basically constant. Many pastors have third and fourth wives pastors. Would you say there's any potential in Jamaica? So that's why we go. We hooked up with real pastors that love the Lord. We'll start going down and try to minister to those. By the way, you say, I'm glad I don't live down there. Things here are very much better. Really? Would you say most of our children know much about God from their parents? No, they do not. So we have a great challenge in front of us. That's why God's placed us here. So pray for us as we reach out in many more areas. You see, we want to change the world. That's why we're here, to change the world. So when we begin to see the condition of our world, not only does it say to us that Jamaica lacks wisdom and they need God's wisdom. Let me say this morning, I need God's wisdom today. Absolutely Jamaica does. But so do we. We can't do life without it. Now, second thing I want to write, I want you to write is this. Remember, number one, be wise and admit you need it. Number two, be humble and ask God for wisdom. Be humble enough to pray and ask God for wisdom. You see, I need God's perspective. And if I know that I need his wisdom, it's going to motivate me to humbly go to God and go, God, I need your wisdom. I can't do this without you. can't raise my family. I don't understand. I got questions. I don't have answers. But I know you do. Now, notice that's what James told us to do. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask of God. Where did James learn that? Well, I want you to turn. Keep your finger right there. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 7. Now, remember, James heard Jesus teach. We don't know how many times or when. He didn't believe any of it when he heard it. But eventually, somehow through the Holy Spirit, it came back to James. Much of what he heard Jesus speak was the Sermon on the Mount. So look at Matthew 7:7. all of our campuses, and here's what Jesus was teaching before James became a believer. Watch how similar this is. Jesus says this, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So let me ask you to write these three things down. Very similar. Watch this. A, ask. What is asking? It's prayer. It's a two-way conversation of God. If you need wisdom, pray. Pray for wisdom. When we were in Jamaica, we were praying. God, tell us, because there's so many places to go. We, we actually looked at about 12 different places to go, we needed to ask, so we prayed. That morning we prayed, when we headed out. God, we need your wisdom. Seek, S, search for God's will. Remember, in the Lord's Prayer, here's exactly what Jesus prayed. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Prayer is all about discovering God's will for your life. Psalm 139 says this You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. So God has a perfect plan for our lives, and prayer allows us to discover what that plan is. By the way, God's will is always better than your plan, your will. The last one is keep. K. Keep. Keep praying. Be persistent until God answers. Now, in the original language, which we don't see here because it's in English, that verse says this, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on praying. It's a lifestyle. It's not something you do once. And that praying demonstrates that we're humbled because we need God. Every time we pray, we remind ourselves that we were never created to do life alone. James wrote, if we pray, we will receive. Where in the world did James get that from? What did he hear that if I pray, I will get an answer? I will get wisdom. Where in the world did he learn that? Well, look at what Jesus said in verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks... The door will be open. So James quotes the very promise he learned from listening to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Now, when we pray, how will I identify that what, the, when the wisdom comes, that the wisdom is from God? How will I do that? Well, number one, true wisdom comes by revelation. The, the wisdom that you get to make this decision... Will always match up with the written Word of God. The wisdom you get will always match up with the written Word of God. Now, that's why you and I need to be in the Scriptures. That's why you and I understand why what, what am I doing today? I'm teaching the Word of God. We, we need to understand it. James learned from Jesus. The word. Jesus was the word. He learned from Jesus. So he not only learned from Jesus, he then teaches the very same thing to all these people that are scattered that had never heard Jesus. Here we are 2,000 years later. And what have we learned from the book of Matthew and the book of James today? Ask, seek, and knock. You need wisdom? Pray for it. And you will get it. Exactly the same. So it's, it's amazing to us. It should build our faith because we see that the Bible speaks together. Now, not only will we get wisdom from the Word of God, but we will get wisdom uh, from our own experiences. I, I shouldn't ask this, but, but I will. How, how many of have learned wisdom in your life by doing something stupid and then you learn afterward, I won't do that again. Can I, can I see your hand? Yeah. The rest of you guys, you're still in the process of learning something stupid, obviously. <laughs> we learn a lot by our mistakes, don't we? I won't do that again. That was crazy. Well, one day a man walked into a doctor and he, waiting in the office forever, finally got in. And doctor says, how can I help you? He says, I need you to treat my burn. So well, doctor he said, burn? And he looked and he said, I burned my ear. Ear was all burned like crazy. And the doctor looked at him and said, how in the world did you burn your ear like that? And he said, well, I was setting up, my wife is gone, I was setting up the ironing board with the iron and the phone rang. (laughs) And the doctor said to him, that was a stupid thing today. He says, yeah, I learned from that. (laughs) Then the doctor says, well, it looks like your other ear is burned. He said, yeah, the man called back. <laughs> turn to your neighbor and say, that's stupid. Just turn to your neighbor and say, that's stupid. How many want to learn a little better than that this morning? Okay. So we can learn from stupid stuff. We've all done it. Now, the other option of that is simply this. We can learn life's lessons when we listen to God. When we blow it, we learn a character about God, His grace. Because when we ask forgiveness, He forgives us. There's nobody here that hasn't done something stupid. And I wish I could say to you, I will never do it again, but I will. And so will you. And that's why we call it God's grace. Now, go back to James chapter 1. Verse 5. Let me read the second half of that to you. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, watch this, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Number three, write this down. Be certain God will generously give us His wisdom. God will generously give us His wisdom. I want to show you something this morning. I have a Bible that has the wisdom of God in it. That's the wisdom of God. That's God's mind to us. Now, I want to ask you this morning, what God's hand is like? What God's hand is like? This is God's hand. This is God's wisdom. Is God's hand like this when you ask for wisdom? How much did you give in the offering last week? Really, you haven't been very successful in keeping the Word of God, so sorry. That's a closed hand. How many think that's what we just read in the verse? Is that what we read? Or did we read this? Is God, try to get the wisdom, go ahead, try for it. Maybe 10% will get it. Or is God like this, come on, I have it for you. Just ask. Which way? Which way? Close or open this morning. Tell me. Open. So what did we just learn from that? We learned about the character of God. He's loving. He's generous. He's giving. See, if you believe God is stingy, you don't know the God of the Bible. He's a father that loves to have his kids ask him for wisdom. Those of you that are dads and moms, when your kid asks you for wisdom... When they're young, it's fantastic. Of course, when it's 16, it goes the other way. But eventually, they usually will come back and go, I wish I had listened to you with my two burned ears because I didn't do too well. So God loves, that's the character of God. That's what Jesus taught us. And that's what James teaches us. Actually, the whole Bible teaches that. He loves to give good gifts to his kids. Understand the graciousness, the character
0: of God. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This verse contains three important points that are key to getting the wisdom you need that will help you do life right. Pastor Mark explained it like this. Ask. A equals ask. Ask in prayer. It's two-way communication with God. S equals seek. Search for God's will. K equals knock. Keep knocking until God answers.
1: In his letter, James addresses practical issues of life that are as well as current as this morning's newspaper. You know, in our hostile world, we know that trouble is... Well, simply part of our lives. Hardships, disappointments, tragedies, rejection, fear, persecution, conflict, unrealistic expectations, financial marriage, and even family troubles. You see, God's Word never promised us to spare us from these trials, but God promises always to help us face these trials. Well, the book of James speaks to many of those issues. It's interesting that James himself, who was Jesus' half-brother, never really became a believer in Jesus until after the resurrection. So we see from James that he struggled with these same things about belief. And because he overcame that and came to faith in Jesus Christ, he writes to the Jewish people that no matter what you're facing, you can overcome the hostile
0: world. A world that really is hostile to biblical truth and to a biblical lifestyle. Faith is how you know without a doubt that things are going to be okay. It's the complete confidence in God that he'll do what he said. Steps of faith are required in every area of our life, but what happens spiritually when we doubt. The Bible is full of great men and women used by God who were reluctant at first. Next time on Lessons for Living, we'll learn how to walk through this uncertainty one step at a time with him. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: flesh in a hurting world A new hope he is giving Lord, let us hear your Lessons for Living